to you a little while if it's okay. Uh, I, I think that it's just fitting when you come to God's house. You do all kind of stuff. But you don't leave out the word. You don't leave out preaching. And I always say there's nothing better than the word of the Lord but one thing, and that's the preached word. All right? If there's some anointing there and some blessings, and, and I think when we open the book and begin to read out, I think God just automatically honors that and blesses that. So if you will, if you will uh, keep your spirit and your heart open, God will give you strength. He may challenge you a little bit in the word. He can lift you up, all right? He can give you a, a light unto your pathway. Amen. Hallelujah. And show you the way. No wonder the world is lost. No wonder the world is confused. Not knowing, you know, why. You know, the silly questions. If God is so good, why? And these are so shallow and so silly if you know who God is. It's not, God, it's not God's fault that people are starving. It's not God's fault because people's in prisons and hospitals. Amen. Some of that, you know, we reap what we sow. All right? I always tell people, listen, if you play on the railroad track, you better watch out. That fast train can come through. Listen, you choose to play somewhere else. Don't get in the middle of interstate highway somewhere and do what you do because there's a good chance you'll get run over and get hit by a car. This is what the world is doing and wondering why. Hallelujah. Just, just something stirs up inside of you when people ask questions like that. If God is so good, why? No, he is good. He always has been and always will be good. He is merciful and he is kind. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Hallelujah. John, the book of John, very familiar with all of us church people, book of John, the first chapter. And I want to read just verses one through five. There's so much here that I can't get to it near, I can't even scratch the surface, but we'll talk about it just a little bit. So many different directions to go in as is with most of the scripture Amen. But let's, if, you, if you don't have a Bible, you can just look up on the screen and uh, you can just read along with us here. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Scary, scary, scary. Amen. The light shone in darkness, but somehow the darkness didn't get it. Amen. I'd like to preach to you if the Lord will help me and you'll help me. Amen. And just put up with me a little while. Amen. The Word became flesh. The Word became flesh, amen. Put your Bibles down, amen. Look around, smile at a couple people, amen. And I'm gonna let you be seated. Hallelujah, amen. We are busy, busy, busy these days. I'll try not to hold you against uh, or any more than what we need to, but we do feel like we need to get a little bit of word out. Don't forget tonight, six o'clock, already been announced, but listen, invite your friends and neighbors. It's not church. It's a church program, okay? It's a Christmas uh, celebration. 
and I can't wait to see our children. And I didn't even know Rochelle played the saxophone, but I came in last night, and I knew Sister Melissa. I mean, they were like, they were like, that was a saxophone, wasn't it? <laughs> okay. See, you don't ever know. I'm just going to come after you. Amen. To put you up. I mean, and I came in. I had to just zip in the office and, and listen. That's part of the program. They just sounded really nice to me. And so uh, it, would, it, wasn't, it wasn't trashy. It was like good stuff. And so invite your neighbors. Amen. Come out for a while. And I think there's also refreshments back in the back afterwards. And uh, so come fellowship. Have a good time. Celebrate with us. Amen. The four Gospels. You know all of this, but we just throw this out just in case. They all give us a different perspective of who Jesus was and is, all right? Uh, in order to get the clearest picture, if you're taking a photograph and you have a camera and you know anything about photography, to get the clearest picture, you have to get more than just one angle. A good photographer will get various angles to get the shot. There's shadows, there's light, there's all things to be taken into consideration to get the right image, all right? And this is what the Gospels did. God knew exactly what he was doing when he didn't just let one person tell the story. They all connected up with God. They all walked with God. They, they saw his miracles. They heard him preach and teach. Amen. But And they, they, they nobody lied, but it, everybody has a different perspective. This is what God did and how he did it. This is why he didn't just let one prophet talk about the coming Messiah that was coming, all right? But, but, but you have to get more than one angle here. But, but let me show you the angles. And we get the picture better, uh, a word picture better when we hear it from different people. Somebody, you know, situations take place and somebody tells the story about a certain thing happening. And somebody said, well, did they lie? And I said, well, no, I don't think they, they lied about it. I think that's just how they saw it. And so people are constantly trying to find, you know, things, problems with the word of the Lord and, and trying to find things wrong with, you know, no, it's just different. It's a different view and a different take. Matthew saw this prophesied coming Messiah, amen, as king. Isn't that wonderful? The Bible said he's the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. That's how Matthew envisioned him, amen. Mark presents him as a servant. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. He came, amen, and put on flesh and he became a servant. That's what ministry is, by the way. It seems like preachers and ministers feel like that they're in authority and they empower. No, no, no. No, listen, the church Amen. The people are in authority. Amen. We are ministries, are our ministers, and we do what the people need to have done. Amen. And so he was a servant, but Luke saw him as a man, just a man. I like to just be a regular man. That's what we are, men. We just, you know, there's some people that are almost walking on the clouds that they're so spiritual, or at least that's the take that they want you to get of them. No, we're all just human beings. We all have our struggles. We all have our battles. And we also have weaknesses. All right? But that's how Luke saw him. But John was a little special here to me. Amen. All of this is true. Amen. What Matthew saw, what Mark saw, and what Luke saw, all of that was good. And I appreciate every bit of that. And I believe every bit of that. But John saw him as God. 
John's gospel is particularly special to me due to the fact that he presents the highest possible view of this one who came to redeem us. What a great season, and I feel like it was the Holy Ghost, Brother Green, that began, I'm talking about a Christmas message, and, and our next our next week will be the, the, the real Christmas message and the Christmas story, but I thought building up to that, if Jesus was born in a manger of a virgin, wouldn't it be nice for us to have a good idea, amen, and a knowledge of who he really is? I think we've, we've made some wrong turns in Christianity and, and in religion along the way. And I'm not here to cross swords with anybody. Amen. But I'm just here. We need to know who that child was and what he was that was born. What caused the angels to sing? Amen. The choirs from heaven. What caused the lights? Amen. And the star? Amen. To lead them. What, what was that? Was it just a person? Was it just a... Now, he was a man. All right. Hallelujah, but he wasn't just a man. Hallelujah. He sure he was a man. Hallelujah. He was the eternal sovereign of the universe who took on the form of humanity for the purpose of my redemption from sin's bondage. That's who he was, and that's what he was here for. Hallelujah. Not just a little child, amen, that they brought gifts to. The Almighty robed himself, amen, in human flesh, lived on this earth and gave his life as a ransom for my sins. That's why that I can come to the altar, amen, wherever my altar might be. I, we have altars here, but our altar could be anywhere and say, God, I am sorry. I did it today. I said, God, God please forgive me for my carnality. For, forgive me, God, for all that's so un, of me that's so unlike you. I'm struggling, God. I'm trying, God. And I need help from you, amen, to pull all of this off that you called us to do. We, we, we admit and we confess our weaknesses, amen, before him. And because he's who he is, hallelujah, he hears our prayer. And he recognizes that, listen, I don't think there's anything that God doesn't know, amen. But I feel like that, I don't know, there is a, this would be a place that we could all probably just have our own doctrine on, all right? But I'm thinking that God might not have known what it was like to be a human. I mean, you, Old Testament, you can see some pretty serious stuff happened to people, just wiped off the face of the earth. The earth opened up and swallowed them up. Amen. So God, it was all in his plan, but he came down, amen, to live in this world. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody said he came in the back door of his own world. Hallelujah. Walked in grimy sandals, walked among men, but you know what? His, his nature Amen. And his spirit and his love was, was, was still there. That's why he gravitated to every poor person, every sick person, every leper. Amen. The deaf and the blind and the halt and the man, those who were in problems and troubles that they couldn't get out of, that's where God ended up. Because that's who he is and that's what he's about. That's why we love him so much. That's why we go to him and confess to him. Oh God, I need you. Hallelujah. How, how, how overwhelming, how wonderful is that for truth? 
Amen. That ought to carry us through just knowing that he's our friend that sticks closer than a brother, that he will never let us down, never leave us and never, for, hey, listen, that's enough right there for me to make a commitment to God. First Timothy 3.16, we need to know who he is. Amen. Without controversy, Paul's writing this. Amen. Without controversies, this is no argument. He says, no fuss about it. He said, great is the mystery of godliness. Now, he's, he's going to tell you who God is. God was manifest in the flesh. Let me just drop this in. Again, I'm not fussing with anybody. I would never hurt anybody's feelings intentionally for anything in the world. But sometimes we need to be confronted because we're just handed down just stuff that's really not true that we just accept. It's like, hey, we don't study it. But let me just drop a few things in there. He didn't say that a second person from the triune Godhead, no, no. He didn't say any of that, all right? He said God was manifest in the flesh. Nowhere in the Bible did God ever say, son, I want you to go down now. You go down and suffer and be beat up and, and whipped and, you know, you know, just beat to a pulp and die. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that. But that's what people teach and people, I mean, good people, well-meaning people, and somebody taught them that. God was manifest in the flesh. And what about God? The Bible said, here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And him only shalt thou serve. That, that only God was manifest in flesh. That same God was justified in the spirit. He was seen of angels. He, was, he preached unto the Gentiles. He was believed on in the world and received up into glory. Who, who did that? God did that. Who preached to us? God preached to us. He's the one that did that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We need to understand these things. I'm not here to fight with anybody. Amen. You can have your own beliefs, but we must be extremely, extremely careful with tradition that often just places Jesus as some second person in a triune Godhead. You got to be careful with non-biblical phrases like three and one. That sounds like, like machine oil to me. That's, it's not in the Bible. <laughs> three and one. Or triune, triune's not in the Bible. Trinity is not in the Bible. Amen. Isaiah, Isaiah was monotonous with it. Isaiah said, for God, he said, there's no God formed before me. There'll be no God after me. There's no God beside me. I am he. I'm the one that created all this. I spoke all this into existence. Who, who ever heard of a committee of gods up there? Listen, let me tell you, I've actually listened to his witness preachers, pastors, explain it. This is where somebody said, what difference does all that make? Let me tell you what difference it make. Listen, we have to have, amen, a, 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 you know, a, an object of worship. We need to know who that object and what that object is. You can't do true worship if you don't know which one to, that you're praying to. Now, somebody think, you might think that's silly, but I actually sat in a congregation, heard a classy man, sharp guy, amen, explain to his people that, you know, that what they had to do is they had to pray to the Holy Spirit, amen, for a while because he's, we've hurt his feelings because we're always praying, praying to our Heavenly Father. And then we move from that and we move over to Jesus because, you know, we, you know, we can't leave Jesus out. And then for sure, you know, you don't leave the Father out. You go to, the, so you pray all. What a trick of the enemy. What paganistic stuff here, amen, to teach a Christian 
person, amen, to just make sure you give equal time. To, listen, Philip was wondering, amen, where, Jesus, show, show, how long will it be because we hear you praying to the Father? You know, we're talking about the, how long will it be before you show us the Father? It's just a good, a good question. And Jesus said, Philip, have I been so long time with you and you don't know me? You don't know me? When you see me, he didn't stop there. He said, when you see me, Philip, you see the Father. How, how plain can you get? Hallelujah. We need to know who he is, folks. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glad I got you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Listen, let's just follow after any old thing. And Oh, yeah, let's just don't worry. No, I'm not worried about it. I'm just going to tell you the truth. Amen. When you see him, listen, here's how you do this. Well, who's he praying to? If it wasn't another. Listen, there's a spirit. There's an omni and omni present spirit of God who's everywhere. That's God. I've preached this for years. In the Old Testament, he came as a flame of fire. Was that another God? No, that's just God manifesting himself. Hallelujah. Amen. He manifests himself in angels. He wrestled with Jacob, the angel of the Lord. That's what he said. Why did he do that? He didn't have a body. He's not an old gray-haired, no scripture for him being an old gray-haired God with a long white robe and a long beard sitting on the throne. We got God the Father, and then we got God the Son. He young. No scripture for that. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. He doesn't have a body. He doesn't have a body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when the man Jesus Christ, when the man Jesus Christ was praying to the Father, it wasn't God number two praying to God number one, no. All right? It was flesh. Remember, Jesus, scholars tell us Jesus was God, but he was also man. He was God and man together, all right? He did that to relate to us so he would know where we are, amen, and what we go through. And so he did pray, amen, but it was flesh praying to spirit, not, not one God praying to another God. You know what? This is so simple. In fact, it's so simple that most people miss it. People take these simple things and complicate them. This is too simple for some people. Amen, amen. But, but you know, they have him as second person, triune God. You know, this, or, or, or they have him as a junior God. You know, or, or here's the, I hear this, he's our big brother. Well, he may be our big brother. I hear that all, I hear that, I used to hear that a lot. Amen. But, but let me tell you, all this is an attempt to place God on a lower level than where he really is. You get it? Does that make sense? All that is to bring him down. Oh, he's the junior. He's my big, you know, that's the, listen, no, he's the almighty God. That's who he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, listen, this subject goes on and on. I don't have time to go into it, but I'll just drop a few things in there to get some of us thinking here. John didn't do any of that. He didn't try to lower the level of, of, of Jesus. John 1 and 14, watch this. And the word was made flesh 
and dwelt among, it didn't say, you know, who was the word? The word was God. It just said it there. And the word was with God, the word was God. That's who it was right there, the word. Because, you know, in the beginning, he spoke. He spoke. That's why it's important that we speak the right thing. We say the right thing. That's why when I, I you know, I, I can't understand this. People get filled with the Holy Ghost. I hear them talking in tongues like, ooh, and it's the Holy Ghost. And they cuss like a sailor, and they just keep on cussing. Never change, nothing, not, Brother Ruck, nothing ever changed. There was a conviction that came. Listen, I, I'm not here to put myself down and tell you how ugly it was, but it wasn't good in my family. Backslidden, back, backslidden people are worse than just regular people, especially backslidden preachers and ministers. Y'all be careful about that. And so I heard ugly things. I was trained to say ugly words and bad words just as a kid coming up from my grandfather. And so I'm, I'm, I'm not proud of that. I'm just telling you. Amen. But the, but the moment I received the Holy Ghost, Brother Green, the Spirit of the Lord came on me. I knew I had to clean myself up. I, I had to clean up my speech. Hallelujah. I had to talk right. Words would come out. Words would come out and I would immediately be convicted about it. I can't do that anymore. In the beginning was the word. Amen. You know what? The Bible said, God said, let there be light. He just spoke it and there was light. And let there be and let there be. And, and everything was good that he spoke into existence. That's all he had to do. Hallelujah. And he spoke through us. Hallelujah. And he's still speaking through us. And let's, let me tell you something. I'm certainly not a God, amen, but I have part of God living inside of me. And so I am powerful and you're powerful. Amen. That's why we don't need to mully grub and complain. And li Listen, God did de destroy a lot of the people in the wilderness. You know why? Because the Bible said they murmured and complained. Listen, there's always something to complain about. There's always something that won't go right and won't be right. and That's part of life. You can dwell on that and focus on that and just live right there if you want. Or you can somehow get yourself past that. And the way you're going to do it is you're going to talk beyond that and you're going to speak things listen I'm in this mess right now amen with God's help amen with his glory amen I'm going to keep believing God amen and I'm going to get out of this mess with God's help hallelujah I make the statement often brother T.F. Tenney our old bishop somebody he said how you doing and somebody said I'm going through hell and he said don't stop That's true. We, we do get in situations and we do live in some, we get into some predicaments, but, but, but we can't stop. Amen. And we have to keep talking about it and preaching about it and praying about it. Hallelujah. Amen. The glory. Amen. He was the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. He dwelt among us. He lived among us. Amen. The original word that John used for dwelt, I never saw this before, but just till a couple days ago. Amen. The word dwelt here, you know, to us, dwelt just meant he's around us. You know, I'm, I'm dwelling over here. I'm right. No, that's not really what it meant. Dwelt meant tabernacle. It, it, listen to this. The, the, the tabernacle was a tent Tabernacle meant it was temporary. The temporary dwelling place of God. When he came and put his, God now, is God Almighty, 
all right, and put himself, amen, in that baby Jesus, amen. He never intended to stay there. That what, 33 and a half years? And Jesus was crucified, made the supreme sacrifice. He was the lamb. That's what John the Baptist said. Behold the lamb that, amen, that takes us away the sins of the world. What did he call it a lamb? A sacrificial lamb. It was a type of the old, of the lambs that they killed back in the wilderness and in the tabernacle, amen, for sacrifice. Lamb couldn't take away sins. It could just push it forward, amen, for another year until next year, all right? But, but this lamb could take away sins. It could wash us white as snow, amen, clean us up. That's what Jesus could do. Peter said it's not just blood. When, when Peter was, under, was, was explained, he said it was not just blood of bullocks and rams. No, no, not just blood, but he said the precious blood of Jesus Christ. That's what's applied to our lives when we repent of our sins, amen, and be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ. That's what, that's what makes the difference right here. But it was a, it was a temporary dwelling place Amen of God. The flesh of God was only a temporary place for him, not, not a permanent dwelling. Amen. Just a bit more about the author here. Just, I think it's important. John outlived all the other disciples. Lived, outlived them all. Scholars tell us that John set down his most vivid memories of Jesus' acts and teachings sometime between A.D. 90. He getting old by that time. A.D. 90 and A.D. 100. This is all done, said and done, all right? The pagans had done started moving in. False doctrine had started coming in, but John sat down and he wrote down what he remembered. His writing showed Christ as both God and man. God revealed himself as the one and only answer to the deepest universal needs of the lost mankind. And John, he was, he was thinking deeper then. He was remembering things. His mind must have been clear. Amen. By him, we are finally able to measure truth and falsehood. What's right and what's wrong? We have a right to know. And, and subjects like this, we don't need to just let it slide. We just don't need to take somebody's word. Don't even take my word for it. I hope I stir some of you up and say, you know what, I'm going to find out about this, this Trinity business. And I, you'll let me tell you something. Uh, it, I'm not picking on the Trinity doctrine. I'm just simply saying they're wrong. They're wrong. Okay. They missed it. All right. You need to know that. But, but, but you know what? You're in, you go to places right now. They teach you, if you don't believe in the Trinity, you're a cult. Literally. All right. I, I, I had to write, I got a letter to, I've written to some of our schools that go to a Christian school right in Carroll County. And you must believe in the Holy Trinity to be able, but you know what? I wrote a letter and I thought, I, I think I'm anointed here and wrote that letter. Man, I wrote it. You know what? The kids went right on. They didn't, they didn't even, they went right to school. But you know why? I gave scriptures and it makes sense. And guess what? You don't deny the Father. You don't deny anybody. They say we deny the Father. You think Jesus is it. And you don't. No, no. We just know who the Father and what the Father is. He's a spirit. That's where he is. All right. He never ceased to be a spirit. Amen. But he came. Amen. And he just moved in. Amen. To that little body. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we can know the difference. We know what's right and wrong. With him, the enemy called alienation that once existed between God and mankind, amen, can be pushed back, can be destroyed, 
amen, with him, amen, with this revelation. Everything hinges on a single issue, whether you have faith, amen, whether you, in other words, whether you believe, whether you have belief or whether you have unbelief. That's what it hinges on. John does not mince words here. Doesn't mince words. The clear message is that God invites us to see him revealed. Now, here's another false doctrine. Well, you know, our finite minds, anything to throw you off, anything to make you give, oh, yeah, yeah, I've been faced with it. Well, you know, our mind, we can't comprehend, you know, the Godhead. What's the book of Romans right here somewhere? We could just find that right now. I just, not in my notes. Is that your Bible, Brother Craig? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans is in this Bible, I think. Somewhere. Mark, Luke, John, Acts, and then Romans. Okay, boy, all these, all these pictures. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'll get to it in a minute. Hallelujah. Is it the first chapter of Romans? Amen. You know what? My Bible's marked up. I probably, I probably need to get mine. I'll get it for you in a minute. The Bible said, yeah, get my Bible out of my, 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 fat, my fat black Bible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, I don't want you to be tricked. I don't want you to be thrown off. Amen. The Bible said false doctrine, false preachers, and people would be in the last days. Hallelujah. What's that? Well, hey, read that for us, brother. The invisible things of him from creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Hallelujah. 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 I don't know about you, but I'm not going to take some false prophet's word over that word right there. Now, I'm going to take the word of the Lord. He said it's without excuse. So you can understand the Godhead. Hallelujah. Praise God. He is He came to reveal himself. That's what he did. And when we see him, the greatest gift of life, truth and love becomes ours. I think something happens to us when we see there's only one God. Amen. Amen. Now listen, he had all kind of names had all kind of names down through the, you know, the ages, amen. But they said the angel that overshadowed or, or, or came to message uh, Mary said that which is conceived in thee, amen, is of the Holy Ghost. You shall call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. That's the name. He told us what to call him. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John testified of the light in John 1, 7. I'm one more point here at least. Why would anyone need, and this is something else I didn't see, I'll just pass it on to you. Why would anyone need to testify about light? You know, in other words, testify means to bear witness or to make clearer. Who, who, who needs to say anything about light? It looks like light just speaks for itself, all right? I mean, if anything would be obvious in a dark place, it surely would be a light. That, shouldn't that just do the trick? Listen, think about it with me though. But if a person is blind, he cannot see the light no matter how clear or how bright it is. 
That's why we see miracles take place right here in these altars. We've had cancer healed. We've had babies that was supposed to, the doctors, there they are, amen. You, you can't have this baby. In fact, you gotta take this, we gotta go right now and take that pill. And No, 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 the church prayed. And the baby that was stuck in that, in that fallopian tube, amen, was not, and I talked to several medical people about it. I said, does that move? No, 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 once that gets in there, that's there, and it is very dangerous, and the doctors are right. But see, they didn't know the great physician that we knew, amen, that is a healer. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> they didn't know that. Is he asleep? Is he asleep. Hold him up. Hey, look, they wanted to take his life. That's just what you do. That's just what you do. But the church prayed. Everybody knows. In fact, Sister Melissa got to talk to the doctor and said and told him about it. And he just kind of, I don't know his response, but it was like, oh, wow. You know, he does what he does know, amen, that it is a baby. It was a baby then. Hallelujah. And God wanted him to be here, and he's here. And now, listen. Hey, we could go on and on. We could go on and on. Some of you have had miracles and folks have seen that. But listen, if you're blind, that's what he's talking about. That's if you're blind, amen, it could be miracles happen right there and you don't see it. God could come down in flesh, amen, and walk around here, right here and somehow our blindness, our understanding has not been touched by the spirit you know, the Bible talked about, the King James word used the word quicken, means to come alive, all right? There's folks, there's dead folks walking around. Oh, they look like they're alive, but they're dead. They don't, dead to the spiritual things. Listen, there's a whole spiritual realm, amen, that things are going on and taking place, and there's folks only believe what they can see and hear and feel and smell and taste and you know, all the rest of it. Listen, there's some things that none of that works, but in the spirit, something's going on. And those of us that are alive, amen, amen, our eyes have been opened, amen, the scales have fallen off by the help of the Lord and we just see things. You know, and that's God doing that. And folks never see it. So what happens? Somebody needs to testify. Somebody needs to make it clearer. Somebody needs to, somebody needs to do like they used to say, no, somebody needs to explain it. <laughs> this is what just happened. They got filled with the spirit. Their life's been changed forever. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand together. I'm trying to quit right now. Amen. Those blinded by the sins of this world need us to testify concerning him that they too may believe and see. Hallelujah. You know, the apostle Paul, amen, Saul of Tarsus was on his road to Damascus. He thought he was doing right. But the spirit of the Lord, listen, listen, we need to leave room for the spirit to work in our lives. We need to give opportunity to God. What does that mean? That means if anybody's touching the spirit or anybody, listen, that's why, listen, we don't pick our leaders off the back row. It's no offense, I'm not even looking to the back row, not picking on anybody, but you know, I find, I find leaders <laughs> right up close to the front. You know why? If anything spiritual is poured out, they know, and it could be poured out anywhere, but most likely it's gonna be around the altar. 
It's gonna be around preaching and teaching and folks laying their hands. So that's the way I've always been. I was just like you, amen. When, when the service started, I wanna get a little closer. Oh, I want some of this. And I got some of it. Hallelujah. Can't wash it off with soap. Backslid one time. I was the most miserable guy in, when I was a teenager, the most miserable guy in this world. I talked about it a while. Talked about it a while. Brother Ruck, it just, you know, I understand what people are doing, and I was probably part of them. We always tell people, don't worry, don't worry, the Holy Ghost won't jump on you. You know, you just have to warn. That's true. That's true in a sense. But I'm going to tell you, we know of cases where the Holy Ghost did jump on people. I mean, it's total revert. I know we did that to make people, get people to church. Like, you can come to church and we're just going to preach and sing our songs and you don't have to worry about this Holy Ghost. But we see places just like Saul of Tarsus. <laughs> he wasn't seeking after God. He didn't want a closer walk with God and a better relationship. No, he was breathing out. He, those Pentecostal people who were speaking in tongues and shouting and doing all the stuff they were doing, he was, you know, he was a Pharisee. He's like a good Baptist or a good Methodist. You know, one of them heathens, we're going to throw him in jail. And he had the law on his side, but the Spirit of the Lord moved on him. Boom. Now, why? if God's the same yesterday, today, and forever, we ought not leave that out. So let me tell you something. When you get around folks that get to praying and to talking in tongues and worshiping God, folks who's, who God has changed their lives forever, they'll never be the same again. Something may just get a hold of you. <laughs> I'm going to leave that door open. I'm not saying seek them, God. I'm not saying get them. We're just going to have church and preach the truth. But there's something inside of us, something down in our gut. And it cries out for this. It's our inner person. Amen. Listen, good music won't do it. It helps. Good preaching won't take care of it. Good teaching, nice facilities and all of that. None of that. Amen. It could be out in the woods somewhere. You could be all by yourself. You could be driving down the road. Listen, you get hungry enough for God. Amen. You begin to cry. It's not you that much, but it's your inner person that's crying out for a relationship. Amen. With his maker. That's when you get an experience from God. Hallelujah. That's what we need in these last days. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I just got to say a couple things. I'm going to open the altar right now. Anybody would like to come and I'm just, and I'll be closing and we'll spend this last little while just uh, maybe together. If you're a guest here, you're certainly welcome to join with us and, and uh, we just kind of be a family here. But I want to say this to you. Why are you coming? Our world is in trouble. And what that means to the church is that we've got work to do. I, I'm a little guilty and uh, maybe it's because it's holidays and we're all kind of like family and, and, and all that's good. I'm certainly not preaching against that. I want you to be with your family. That's very, very important. But, but there's Bible studies to be taught and there's doors to be knocked on, phone calls to be made, letters to go out, people to be contacted. Don't forget where we are. We're still here and we want to help you and be a blessing to you. Hallelujah. 
there's a there's a huge illegal drug epidemic in all of our neighborhoods. You know, I don't I'm not, I don't I'm not bothered with drugs and you know, I'm I'm I don't that doesn't bother me. But but there's people who are bothered by it. I mean, it's just it it's a it's a serious 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 problem in our world, in our country. I mean, it's from the poorest homeless people on the street to the wealthiest. I mean, they are addicted. They are ensnared. They're in trouble. Amen. You know, I remember, I always date myself here. I remember when the word divorce was whispered. Brother Green, you probably, some of you might remember a little bit. It was whispered. That people were embarrassed about it. They didn't want to talk about it. Nobody hardly did it. But, it, but not anymore. Not anymore. I mean, it is so common now. One guy said to Chad and I, Brother Chad, you know, he said, uh, marriage is just a piece of paper. Oh, lady. I mean, see, that's the kind of value that some give marriage now. No, no, marriage is when we stand before a man of God, before the witnesses with our husband or wife, and we make commitments to God and man. I'm going to stand... I'm going to stand with you and protect you and keep you and bless you and help you in sickness and in health. Hallelujah. Good times, the bad times, till death do we part. That, that, that's, what marriage, that's what marriage means to me. But, but apparently, it's just a piece of paper. That's what we've come to. I, I personally believe that, that you know, we, we have to get down to something we're going to do. We can just get all excited about who God is. But, but what's all that about? We need to get the word out. We need to get the message out. Amen. I personally believe that the, the fertile soil that produces anger, well, I talked about being in trouble. Amen. Rebellion, prejudice, violence. We're seeing that. We're seeing that. You can go in the city. They don't talk about it that much. I mean, it comes out if you know where to look. Where, you know, It's a dangerous place down there. Amen. But it's moms and dads that makes no commitment to their families. That's just my feelings. Kids that are in jail and those who are, are, are going to be in jail are mostly from one parent homes. One parent homes. Because somebody's not. Now, it can be done. I mean, one parent can do it, but, but it's, it's not the easy way because it's not how God intended to. What, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm talking about when we get back to what the scripture says, amen, about a marriage, about a home. Listen, I already said it. There's some people, you know, right here in this church, single parents. They just had to do the best they could, and they did it. You can be done. Not saying it, but that's not God's plan. And when we start respecting what God 
stands for and what he's for. Let me tell you something. I would have walked right over my mom at times. I was very stupid, very ignorant. But I'd have walked right past. I was bigger than her, still at home. She was a little, she was a little woman. <laughs> but I didn't walk over my daddy. And some of the most chilling words when I was misbehaving myself and I'd done something wrong and I knew I'd done it wrong and my mom, I'd deal with her and she'd fuss at me and I'd just kind of get by her. But when she made these, they didn't do it very often, Brother Corey, but once in a while she'd say, I'm going to tell you, Daddy. There was a chill that go up my back. <laughs> see, that, see that, that's the balance. That's the balance that God gives us. Parents just stick with each other. Put up with bad breath. Put up with a little roll. Amen. That you know what that wasn't what that wasn't what she had, and that not what he had. When I married him, he had the physique and he looked good. Now his hair's coming out and turning gray and turning loose and all the whole, no 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 no. There's something stronger. Amen. Something more value than that. Amen. There's a we talked about it here. We have power, we have authority over little lives, and we can mold them and shape them and it takes a family to do that amen and listen she won't go out and murder folks she won't go out and, and beat people up she won't be in the robbing business why because she's been steered and molded and guided from that oh I'm glad I know who God is I, I, I'm glad I know that his truth is real and it's right and he's everlasting I, I don't. Ha, I don't have a stopping place here, so I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna just have to just stop now. Okay, Amen. But I'm praying for every family during these Christmas holidays. Amen. I'm praying for you to 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 actually get hungry. Amen. For truth that you won't just listen to your preacher, but you'll start digging yourself. Hey, and I hope somebody comes with questions and says, "I want to know about that." You tell me. Give me some scripture. I say, "Okay, I'll be. I'll be happy to help you with that." Don't just settle for less. Amen. There's only one God and his name is Jesus. He came to help us. Came to bless us. Came to forgive us. Hallelujah. And he came to give us a revival. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's just bless him together right now. Let's thank him one more time. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You're our friend. You're our ever-present help. Amen. In time of need. Oh, I release a blessing upon your wonderful people here, God. Jesus' name, keep your hand on us. Protect us, God. Keep us. Challenge us, Lord. Move through us. Amen. Give us revival, personal revival. In the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. One more time, let's clap our hands to him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. And so God said it's without excuse that we don't understand the Godhead. Without excuse. You can just look around and see that. Hallelujah. So don't settle for some, just because it's popular, that doesn't mean that it's true. Hallelujah. You're going to be a little different. Hallelujah with God's help. Jesus' name. Glad you came today. Amen. Feel your spirit. 
Amen. As well as God's spirit. I feel a wonderful world spirit. Amen. The Oakley family, God bless y'all so much. Hallelujah. Hey, you know what? Even if we didn't like you, we would somehow because of her. Hallelujah. Don't forget, we have a place of fellowship back here uh, just for a little while, just for them. No, but we would say this uh, just for her. <laughs> no, we're kidding. Amen. Listen, listen. if you have children, uh, I, I hate to have to do this, but if you have children, make sure you get your kids with you and make sure you help them in here. That's kids, it's just kids, okay? All right, so, so help us do that. Thank you, Lord. Amen, for blessing us, touching us, all that you've done for us, God. Amen, in Jesus' name. Go with us, Lord, protect us. Amen, and bring us back at 6 o'clock tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody said amen. Amen. Shake hands, be friendly, see you back in the back.